Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Facts versus Rhetoric. Topics for today include COVID-related congressional and Senate legislation, what the vaccine companies are saying about future shots and boosters, and we'll take a look at another politician who is deservant of re-election. Senator Rand Paul introduced a resolution that received bipartisan support with a 57 to 40 vote expressing disapproval for the CDC's mask mandate, which recently the CDC has extended to April 18th. It was set to expire on March 18th, but they extended it another month. So remember, a mandate is not a law. Congress never passed any legislation regarding the wearing of a mask. So it appears the Senate has begun listening to their constituents just about the absurdity of the travel mask mandate and mask mandates in general. This resolution is far from becoming a law. It did not receive enough votes to override a veto from President Biden, which is something he said he would do. And then you have the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, who's in charge of what gets voted on in the House or not. So she's responsible for letting vote even be allowed on it. So who knows where it's going to go from there, but, you know, promising signs from the senators saying, you know, enough is enough with this mask mandate. So if you're sick of wearing a mask that the CD admitted doesn't do anything to prevent the spread of COVID, if you're sick of breathing your own exhaust, or if you're like me and you're sick of being told what to do under the false pretenses that I'm putting someone else's life in danger, you know, contact your congressperson and let them know how you feel. I'll put a link in the description to find your congressman or congresswoman's info so you can give me your two cents, because that's really the only way things are going to get done is if people express their opinion one way or another. So, you know, it's time to end this mask charade. What do people think the masks are doing? Would everyone agree that for the past two years, the majority of people have been wearing masks? Was there any noticeable reduction of transmission and infection? You know, is there, is there any even way to know that, right? Because you can't ethically study the transmission of COVID in humans, because the only way to do that was to actually give people COVID on purpose or risk them getting it on purpose. So there's really no concrete data on how effective it is. You know, here's my illustration of how the masks work. Picture a, a chain link fence, right? That's your mask. Then imagine you take a handful, pick up a handful of like loose soil and dirt from the ground. That's the Rona, right? And you're going to have like fine dirt particles in there. You're going to have small little rocks some sticks and maybe some bigger rocks. That's all in your hand right now. Just imagine you just throw that handful of dirt at the chain link fence. What's going to happen? Some of the material that hits the chain links directly is not going to make it through. Right? It's going to bounce off, deflect, not go through. But 90% of that shit's going right through. The Rona particles are that much smaller than the mask's filtration capability. So if you want to wear your mask, go for it. But let's not make people who can think for themselves be forced to participate in your fear-based fantasy land where you can eliminate all the risks from your life. I sailed across the Pacific Ocean. People have jumped out of airplanes. People climb mountains. People take risks every day, and they should be allowed to do that. This notion that we can make everything safe is unrealistic. Not to mention, it's just a bad message to send to everyone. You are responsible for your safety. You're not responsible for your neighbor's safety. The government is responsible for making sure our borders are safe. We mustn't lose sight of that fact. We are supposed to be rugged individuals capable of navigating the world without the helicopter parents in the government circling around us trying to keep us safe from stuff they can't. Again, it's not even to keep us safe. It's just to exert control and keep us going in a particular direction and keep doing what they need us to do. 
So next up, the vaccine makers and Fauci have uh, been in the news recently discussing future COVID shots. So in an interview with CNBC, Fauci was asked how many more shots will be needed and responded, quote, the answer is we don't know. I mean, that's it. It is likely that we're not done with this when it comes to vaccines. Wow. I mean, he is Mr. Science, so you I mean you can't deny that uh, scientific analysis of uh, future vaccines. And this comment just so happened to coincide with Pfizer CEO Albert Borla, who said last Sunday, it is necessary, talking about a fourth boost, right now, end quote, when he was asked about the vaccines. And Borla went on to say, the protection that you are getting from the third vaccine is not that good against infections, but doesn't last very long but we were just submitting those data to the FDA, and then we'll see what the experts will also say outside Pfizer, end quote. Borla also told CNBC last week that Pfizer has officially notified the FDA of an upcoming application for a fourth vaccine. Did you hear what he just said? The protection that you're getting from the third vaccine is not that good against infection, but doesn't last very long. The fourth one should be better than that one. I, I, I I don't know. I don't know what the thinking there is. The CEO of Moderna, Stefan Bensel, also suggested within the last month that a fourth vaccine is coming. So the calls for more vaccines also coincide with China having just instituted a massive lockdown of 51 million people in the northeastern province and some of the southern cities. And it says China reported 1,437 cases of COVID across dozens of cities on Monday, equating to a fourfold increase within a span of a week. So they just locked down 51 million people because they have 1,437 cases of Omicron. I mean, Jesus Christ, people. So a couple things just on this stuff. Borla admitted the Pfizer vaccines don't work, right? Which just kind of brings me back to my question that all of the vaccinated people need to ask themselves. What is your end game, right? How many shots are you willing to take before you ask a question whether it's working or not or if it's the right product for you or not? Remember, there's no long-term safety data on one shot, let alone four fucking shots. What's your definition of a safe and effective vaccine? You need, you need to answer this critical thought on your own. You know, these therapeutics may lessen the symptoms for a few months. And, and who knows what the hell they're doing to you in exchange for that. So we'll be covering the continued release of the Pfizer data and the VAERS data. But just wanted to let you know that Thailand's National Health Security Office as of March 8th, has paid out 1.509 billion baht. That's their currencies. That's equivalent to $45.65 million to settle COVID-19 vaccine injury claim compensations. So these payouts were made to 12,714 people, including family members of some who have died as a result of the vaccine. And the vaccines being administered in Thailand are primarily the AstraZeneca and then the Chinese one, Sinovac, are the two that are in Thailand. The compensation schemes set three payout categories, right? So for a cause of death or permanent disability, each family receives $11,928. Those who sustained a disability that affected their livelihood or who lost a limb, they get $7,157. And finally, for all other injuries or illnesses sustained as a result of the COVID vaccines, you get uh, $2,982. The facade that we're all safe and effective 
every new data point coming out from all over the world, whether it's uh, the CDC and Zone VAERS data, Thailand's payout data, everything is not supporting the safe part of the safe and effective narrative. Okay, and we're going to keep covering it because it's very important that everyone realizes what a lot of people have been saying and fearful of since day one. It's not an I told you so, it's a if we know better, we'll do better and don't fall for the shit next time. Don't blindly listen to people when they tell you shit, especially when those people have no accountability for being wrong. There's no liability for hurting somebody. Just the fact that we trusted untrustworthy people blindly is the lesson we all need to learn. Okay, and then we also, in addition to that, as we realize that the drug companies lied to us, that you also have to put two and two together that the media companies and the government were also complicit in driving a narrative that was not true. Safe and effective was not fucking true. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but we're going to continue to cover this until everyone fucking understands it so this does not happen again, okay? It's only a mistake if we let it happen again. All right, lesson learned, let's all be better and move on so this shit doesn't happen. Also, Pfizer is currently working to make a vaccine that will protect against all variants, including Omicron. Borla also said, but also something that can protect for at least a year. And if we'd be able to achieve that, then I think it'd be very easy to follow and remember so that we can go back to really the way we used to live, end quote. Fourth time's a charm, I guess. I don't know, but, you know. I don't know what the rush is. The pandemic is over. How are they making a vaccine for a future variant that we don't even know what it's going to be? When will people start to question whether this is the right path or not? Or when will people look at the evidence that clearly states this is not working? And lastly, I wanted to cover just another politician that deserves to get reelected. I've mentioned uh, in a previous podcast, there's only a handful that I think deserve reelection. You know, a handful of politicians that were trying to do the right thing or at least trying to get some transparency or to help answer their constituents' questions on what the hell is going on. What are, what are these government agencies using for information to, to lock us down, to mandate shit? Another person who deserves re-election is Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky, the same guy that came up with the resolution to get rid of the masks. He also, last Monday, introduced an amendment that would eliminate Dr. Fauci's position as the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and decentralize the power so that no one person can act as the dictator-in-chief, quote, in the name of public health. I think that makes sense, right? Paul's amendment would re reorganize the NIAID by breaking it down into three separate national research institutes, all with their own directors, including the National Institute of Allergic Diseases, National Institute of Infectious Diseases, and the National Institute from Immunological Diseases. Rand Paul said, quote, we've learned a lot over the past two years, but one lesson in particular is that no one person should be deemed dictator-in-chief, Paul said in a statement. Quote, no one person should have unilateral authority to make decisions for millions of Americans. End quote. And let's just take a break from the COVID part of Fauci's job. Let's just quickly take a look back. This is something we've already covered, but it's worth noting here as we're talking about his position. In 1989, only 6% of American children had chronic disease. By 2006, it was 54%. 54% of American children had chronic disease in 2006. You know kids with allergies, ADD, ADHD, Tourette's. We went from the healthiest country in the world with the healthiest children to the sickest. And that's under the watchful eye of Tony Fauci. 
he's more interested in making drugs and patenting drugs than he is actually fixing the autoimmune issues and looking at the actual causes of shit that's getting our kids sick. The last two years has taught us we do not need one person in charge calling the shots who doesn't answer to anybody. You know, if everyone's so worried about democracy in other countries and in this country, well, what the fuck is that? You have an unelected bureaucrat forcing the entire country to do shit and he won't answer questions He's lying. He's making money off of this. I mean, like, Jesus Christ, how many more things need to come out before we realize that this isn't a good direction for us? Kudos to Rand Paul for standing. He's been one of the only ones standing up to Fauci and asking him serious questions. And he's been vindicated on fucking everything. Gain of function. He got kicked off of YouTube for saying masks don't work. And then the CDC comes out and says the masks don't work. I mean, people, you cannot censor our elected officials who question the narrative and obviously was proved right on a bunch of shit. So scoreboard, listen to the people that have been proven right, not the people that have been proven wrong at every fucking turn, like a majority of our elected politicians and the one and only Mr. Science himself, Dr. Anthony St. Lord Hale Fauci. (laughs) 